Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When the sun goes down, all the monsters come out to play. But even a monster needs something cool to listen to in the dark. Welcome to Geo After Dark. Your host, Geo Braun. You're listening to Geo After Dark. Well, that's right. It is yours truly once again. And uh, this is episode number 21 here at Geo After Dark. I want to thank you for joining me. It's been a very, very fun weekend for yours truly. Uh, I went out to the Central Coast Comic Con this past weekend in uh, Ventura, California. Over there at the Ventura Fairgrounds. And, uh, well, (laughs) I thought I was going to escape the heat. Didn't do that. Uh, And thought I was going to escape flies, strangely enough. But, uh, yeah. Didn't do that either. (laughs) Both of these factors were well in force this past weekend. So, not a whole lot you could do about it. Nevertheless, that brings up an interesting question. What happens when things don't go the way you want them to at a convention? What do you do? You know, as a vendor slash exhibitor, or whether you're just over there at Artist Alley, um, what do you do when things don't go your way? Now, like I mentioned past episodes, I mean, I've been doing this now, gosh, 2009 was my first convention. A person who's there to, you know, entertain and make some money, hopefully. And, you know, I would love to sit here and say that it's all about entertaining people and making new fans, and and it is to an extent. Um, But at the same time, too, the only way you can keep on going is by making that, you know, that dollar. Uh, So it does play a factor, making money at conventions. And there have been times where it's been absolutely desolate. Um, But this goes out to those who are thinking of doing what I do, or who just, you know, want to know what it's about. And I've mentioned as well before, it's it's good to be an artist. It is. But you also have to think like a business person. It doesn't just end there at being an artist. And there are those out there who think, well, you must love what you do for a living, and I really do. But at the same time, too, I can't afford to do it for free. You know? That's just the way of the world. Uh, I would love to do it for free and have no worries, but nevertheless, if I want to continue to do it, As an artist, you have to think, how am I going to make monetary gain at doing something like I do? So, 
it does play a factor, whether you like to admit it or not. And when it comes right down to it, you do need to make money in order to keep on continually going out there, putting yourself out there. It's it's like a circle. It's um, you know, you have to keep on keeping on, as they say. So it's one of those things that, like I said, plays a factor in the process of going to conventions and doing them. Um, so you definitely want to make the most out of it. Uh, not only giving great art to fans who would enjoy it, but also getting paid for the great art that you do. And uh, don't let anybody fool you. It's important <laughs> to get paid. If you're, who is it who said this? If you're good at something, never do it for free. That means also as an artist, um, it is great to be an artist. And it's, it's a passion and it's fun. And it's something that I know I could do for the rest of my life and not have a worry uh, or care in the world about it other than continually making good art. Nevertheless, we're also living in a world that's realistic. And realistically, you have to make the money. So I didn't make as much as I had hoped this past weekend. And that does happen. So it brings me back to the question, what do you do? What do you do? Um, you will run into this when you first start out if you're an independent. Uh, and you're not, of course, if, you know, you're working for a huge corporation. If you're working for Marvel, if you're working for DC, okay, maybe this won't happen <laughs> as much. But... The thing of it is, is working as an independent small press like Braun Graphics is, Braun Graphics Publishing, um, I go out there and it is a factor where I, I, I'm trying to establish myself. I'm trying to put myself out there. And when I first started, I didn't even have books. I had nothing other than posters of my characters because the books weren't done yet. And uh, so there I was with my books, not in hand, but a series of really cool posters that I was still learning at the time of how to do this, that, and the other to make them look the best they can look. So <laughs> I had these really large posters on the table. And luckily, things did work out really well for that con. I think that was um, Fangoria's Weekend of Horrors, if I'm not mistaken. And it was my first convention, and I ended up, from that, getting my first celebrity client in the Bunny Ranch. Um, I had Dennis Hoff walking around with Ron Jeremy, and they were just so happened to walk up to my booth. And sure enough, it was, you know, hey, you should do some pinups for me, and you know, the rest is history with that. But nevertheless, uh, the idea of making money at what you do. I mean, you have to put out a good product. You have to put out something that people are going to want to buy. And, you know, that's not always easy to establish or to figure out, you know, and they, like I said, at the time I had posters because I didn't know what else to do. You know, I also had um, some of my art in frames, prints that I had made of my art uh, that, you know, you're just sitting there kind of going, I hope these sell. You start to establish, you start to learn, you start to build, because you want to learn, you want to build, you want to create something that people are going to want to buy. And 
it comes down to when you have bad experiences at conventions, much like any other thing in the realm of life. And it's just something that I always go back to in my own head, so I'm going to share this with you. In the process of going out there and putting yourself out there and doing what you do, doing what you want to do, always keep this in mind. Shit is going to go bad. Things will not always work in your favor. You're going to have some really fucked up days. The question being, how are you going to handle it? How are you going to swim? Do you swim or do you sink? And that's going to really separate the kids from the adults in jumping into this kind of scene. So, for me, in the beginning, when I had a bad con, oh, I was panicking. I was freaking out. I was... I was feeling everything and miserable all at once, you know, and it sucked. It sucked. I'm sitting there and people are not buying what, oh, it, I, when I first started, I started in a shit economy. I started in an economy, thank you very much, Bush, that people weren't buying anything unless they had to. So, you know, I had to make it as best I could. <laughs> What's funny is... I'm sitting there at this one convention, not selling anything. I, you know, my posters aren't selling because no one knows who these characters are. Um, a little glad that's changed over the years, but it's one of those things where I'm just not selling, and I don't know what to do to make them sell. I mean, this is all I have of these posters, and I got these because it was a trade when I was working for a um, goth clothing company and doing some artwork for them. Um, Sure enough, they gave me posters in exchange. He didn't pay me, but he gave me posters in exchange because that's how I started. Uh, well, okay, fair enough. These posters had really no reference as far as anybody could tell of what the hell they were. So I'm giving my spiel on each and every person who comes to my table. And again, not really getting anywhere. But sure enough, not giving up either. And that's where it really comes down to. That's where it really separates the kids from the adults, those who want to continue on, those who want to do what this is about, which is putting that name out there and building that brand, which is, it's really what it comes down to. You're trying to build something. You're trying to build something that people are going to want to see. And um, so here I am and I'm, it's desolate. Didn't know what to do. didn't know how to make any money. But I was talking to people, and I was lucky enough to have had much experience talking to complete strangers. There are those out there who I've seen at many conventions who barely ever look up from their, you know, their drawing board or their bristleboard pad or whatever they're drawing on. They will sit there and their heads are down at the table. I, I don't know. I mean, and again, maybe they have different scenarios. Maybe they are working for a company, and as long as they're drawing... Um, the company doesn't care. Ron Graphics Design Creations. That was my company from its inception. It's my creation. So I don't have the luxury of not putting myself out there the best way possible. I can't allow myself to do that. I, I really have to do everything I can do to make people notice of what I'm doing. And that is the nature of the beast. That is what you have to do. 
I've had people come up to me after they've heard me talk to other, you know, complete strangers walking by and start taking my ideas of how to do so. How do I talk to this person? Well, shit, this guy's really good at it. So they'll ask questions sometimes and other times they won't and just start adapting and adopting um, my repartee, my uh, ability to do so or what have you. So it really comes down to you have to do everything you can do when the business is yours. And the sooner you know that, the better it is for your business. Um, again, you might not ever have to deal with that. You may work for a company that that's their problem. All you got to do is sit there and draw. I unfortunately don't have that luxury. When I go up to a convention, if I'm putting myself out there, I'm putting myself all the way and I can't go half-assed. So, it's important to get your head in the game. It's important to do everything you can do to make people notice what you do, which is hard because, I mean, sometimes you're going against hot chicks wearing latex over their nipples and you got a, this animatronic puppet over here and you got um, this actor in a complete full bodysuit that makes him look 20 feet tall with a wingspan. And all of these factors will play into the game of trying to sell. You know, but you can do everything you can do and still not sell. And the question really then again becomes, what are you going to do now? You know, sure, you could give up, turn up, go home, you know, cry. I have done all the above, um, but I've also stood out there and stayed with it and kept going. And to this point, I know if it's going to be worth my time and effort or if it's just going to be a wasting my money by by staying there and not leaving early. Sometimes that works out better because it's not going to pan out for you no matter what. And this is all there is to it. Um, you know, so it really depends on what your situation is. And if you're out there doing, it is what makes you feel good at conventions. Uh, if you're out there drawing, if you're out there painting, Whatever it is that you're doing, if you're doing live art, I do live art. So when I go to conventions, um, and this happened just pure happenstance, uh, the first convention I ever did, the reason I, I do live art is because of this one moment. I was sitting there, again, not making any money, uh, but saying to myself, what can I possibly do? No freaking clue, and I was tired of asking the question. I look over and I see, uh, again, this is a horror convention. There's all kinds of crazy shit here. It's cool. It's a lot of cool stuff. Being a horror fan, this was great. But here's this gentleman walking by. Nice looking guy, but he's with his son. His adolescent son, who's no more than probably 11, 12 years old. I'm walking, I'm seeing them walk. And I look at that and I say to myself, damn how cool would it be to have a dad who's willing to not only take me to a horror con, but just totally and just go out there with me and enjoy and have a hell of a good time doing so. I mean, do that really kind of just, it, it made me kind of stand up and look at that and go, you know what? That's cool. That's a cool dad. That's, that's, that's a good parent, you know? Well, that being said, I, they were walking past my table and I said, Hey, um, I'm seeing you walk around with your son and I just think it's really cool. You know, you're actually doing something like this. 
not because you have to, but because you really enjoy doing this. I get that and I can see it. So I told him, I said, hey, would you guys like a drawing? Just, you know, I'm sitting here and I had some, <laughs> I had some eight by 10 copy paper with me. So I pulled that out and I said, hey, I can draw you a picture. <laughs> and sure enough, they were really happy that I asked that. And they said, sure, sure. And my son's really into zombies. I said, yeah, well, zombies are cool, you know, rock on. So I ended up drawing the kid a zombie. And I had his, I had him basically, you know, ripping his dad apart. <laughs> uh, you know, the real life scenario would ruin Christmas, but they loved the hell out of that picture. And uh, it was a good time. They were really happy. They walked away really happy. And before he did walk away, the dad gave me 20 bucks. He goes, thank you. you. You actually made my my experience here that much more, you know, original, you know. And I didn't expect any money for that. I just wanted to do something really cool for a guy who's willing to take his son to a horror convention because, you know, I, I it was something I would have loved to have had back when I was a kid. So, anyways, it showed me something. And it showed me what might be a draw at a convention. So, to this day, uh... I do live art. Uh, I'm lucky enough that I, over the years, have gotten better and quicker at it. So to this point, I'm really quick at drawing. And it's easier depending on what it is. You know, if somebody wants to be a gothic fairy and they want a lot of detail and they want this and that and this and that, can you put this in here and make sure the wings do this and this? Make sure, make sure my hair is like this. Can you give me a little more boobs? I mean, I've had all the questions. Um, but depending on what's the detailing of this picture, I can work pretty quickly. I had this one guy that, as he walked by, and he kept on walking by until finally I said something to him. Um, I said, hey, I was going and so forth. And he goes, you do drawings? And I'm like, yeah. I said, "Is there, is there do you need something drawn? Would you like something drawn? And he goes, yeah, I need this. Okay, now this is the most detailed-orientated <laughs> drawing I probably have ever done at a convention. Uh, he asked me to draw a zombie T-Rex, okay? A zombie T-Rex uh, chasing after a zombified raptor, velociraptor, but instead of the head of the velociraptor, he wanted his head on the velociraptor uh, he also wanted uh, a mountain range behind it with volcano action going off. And, uh, yeah, so he wanted all of this put together. You wouldn't think it's hard, but then he throws in, okay, can you put little machine guns on the hands or the claws of the T-Rex? And while you're at it, can you throw one on top of his head, too? I thought initially he was fucking with me, but he wasn't. He was totally serious about this, and this is something he really wanted, so I did it. And it worked out very well. I was really happy to do it. I've had everybody come up. I've had parents come up and ask me, can I draw their toddler, their three-year-old, their little baby as a zombie because they love zombies. I've had you know them ask the same thing. Can you, can you throw in um, my seven-year-old as a, a his favorite dome? Uh, creature was a werewolf or his favorite creature was a vampire or whatever. I have had a lot of different requests and I've, I don't always do the horror thing. I mean, sometimes 
depending on the scenario, depending on the con, depending on where I'm at. I've done cons in, in Arizona where um, it's not a horror con and it is just a really cool con. The Mesa con is something I like to do because the fans out there in Mesa, Arizona are um, very passionate about their zombies. They love their zombies. But they also love all kinds of coolness and there's a lot of there's a lot of geek world. It's not all just in one place. There are geeks everywhere. So it really comes down to wherever you're at, you, you just do the best you can. Um, and so it's really fun to bring out something in people that they want to see in themselves and to, to have them visualize what I see. You know, it's, it's a good time. But again, it's not always, it's not always uh, something that goes completely right. I have yet to this day, and knock on wood, I've never had anybody come back and ask me, hey, um, I don't like it. <laughs> I have never had that happen. I'm hoping I never do have that happen. Uh, but nevertheless, it is something that is always out there, I'm sure. I mean, I have had people come up to me and, well, you know, what... What if I don't like it? And they've asked me what if I don't like it, but they never come back and said, oh, I don't like it. So, you know, uh, well, I'm working hard, so it's there's no money back guarantee. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I will work my ass off, and I will make sure it looks like you and that you, everything you specified will be in the picture. So I can only, I'm only human, so I do what I can. That being said, you're going to have a kick-ass picture by the time you leave my table. Um... This past weekend, monetarily, yeah, I didn't make much more than gas money. To be honest with you, um, it was kind of it was kind of dismal, and the heat and humidity, uh, being on the coast, not great. Um, nevertheless, uh, I got to meet Doug Jones finally. I've been trying to meet him for the past two years. Finally, got a chance to meet him, and I'll be honest with you, Doug by far is one of the coolest cats I have ever met at conventions. Um, I have met a lot of actors and some have lived up to what I hoped they would be. Doug surpasses all of that. And it was really super cool just having a full on conversation about this, that, and the other. Um, I was so enthralled that I actually gave him uh, not only a free sketch art that I had just done of him, uh, but also my, copies of my books. So it was really kind of nice to, to be able to do that, to actually um, talk to him alone was just cool. But I was just so enthralled with the fact he was so cool and he's so animated and he's just so full of life that um, it really, for me, was, was a, a treat, an absolute treat. Another cool factor of this con was running into a lot of old friends who, it's kind of like a reunion in a lot of times. Now, you know, you run into really cool people who you've not only admired, but also you've managed to get to know a little bit, you know, and you, you're lucky enough to actually hang out with them at a convention. It's kind of like a reunion. And uh, a couple of artists who I know over the years, I've been lucky enough to actually get to talk to. We're not completely busy doing cons. I mean, I was, I was there this weekend and Tone Rodriguez was there. So that was really cool to see him again. He's a buddy of mine. Uh, also, Brian Polito was there, and it was really cool just to see again. Been a while since I've seen him. Also, Kip Musat, who's a really cool creator I know. Uh, 
yeah, these are guys who I really dig. And so it was nice to hang out with and to just talk with and sometimes even to commiserate with. But nevertheless, we all just kind of hang out and we're all doing our thing. I even got lucky enough to see some of the actor friends who I've gotten to know over the years, see them, talk with them a little bit. It was really cool. Um, Marilyn Gigliotti, who I just did the interview for Geo After Dark not too long ago, she was there, and it was really cool just seeing her again and just hanging out with her for a little bit. So when you do this, you start getting to know people more and more, and before too long, they see you around. And if you're social, you get to know them. And uh, don't be afraid to do that. Over the course of time, you're going to find a really cool community that you can talk with and chill with and have fun with. It's one of those things where I just, I really enjoy meeting really cool people. Whether it be somebody like Doug Jones, who I've seen in a series of great movies, or if it's somebody who's just really cool and down to earth, who's a fan, or who doesn't know what I do, but learns what I do, and they come back and they're like, dude, you draw some kick-ass stuff. Um... That is kind of one of the coolest things that I enjoy. You make the best out of it, and you never really go out there going, damn it, I didn't make any money, so screw you all. Well, that's not cool. Don't be that guy. Don't be that dick who's just like, you know, I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to just take it out on everybody around me. That's that's not cool, and that's not going to gain you any positive exposure. And I know they say there's no such thing as bad press, but I don't buy that shit. If you are a dick to somebody. You never know who that somebody could be down the road, and you never know what could happen if you are that person who's stupid with somebody, you know, and, um, you know, scram, kid, you'd bother me, you know, that, that attitude, it doesn't go over well, and you never know, like I said, so I have always tried to be as, as cordial as I possibly can, uh, just because, you know, and I have, <laughs> I do for little kids. If little kids are walking by uh, and they're kind of scared of me because they, they see me there and they see me with the rings and scary and uh, um, I have these jointed rings I wear at conventions uh, that are the lengths of my fingers plus, you know, and they have like long claws. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have, but if you're listening to this, you probably have. Anyways, um, little kids are frightened and I don't like to scare little kids. It's, it's not a treat for me to make anybody cry, but especially little kids. So I try to be friendly. And usually if they're passing by and I see that they're, you know, a toddler, whatever, old enough to know what they like, I'll draw them a picture of my cats, Tubbins and Wiley. Or I'll, pick, uh, I'll draw them a picture of Marley the Wonder Dog. Um, just something that they can enjoy, something that they can walk away with and hopefully not be fussy. I have had parents full on not only pay me, but thank me um, <laughs> cause their kid, they brought their, they had to bring their kid and their kid's not enthralled with this. They don't understand what's going on. So it's not their big cup of tea. And the end result is they're getting fussy. So they see somebody give them a, a kitty picture that they watch them draw and they get really excited. So they're like, you know, this is great. You're keeping my kid, <laughs> you're keeping my kid from screaming bloody murder. Thank you. <laughs> so anyways, the point of, of this whole conversation is this. Um, make the best of it, even when it doesn't go well. Okay. Uh, I ended up making the best of it. And again, like I said, sometimes that might mean leaving early. I left early on Sunday for this con only because it was really pretty dismal and I had a long travel back home. So I ended up 
leaving early, but nevertheless packing everything up, taking off, and ended up going to the beach because I'm in Ventura. And, you know, at the beach right there, I, I went all around. I went to a really cool place, uh, the Sacred Space. And uh, the location is a really cool Buddhist-themed, uh, was once a home, but now is like full of all kinds of memorabilia and things that you can buy and things that are really cool and things that just make you feel a certain sense of inner peace. So it was really cool to do that. There's a whole exterior garden area that is just amazing. Um, you, you feel like you're in another world, and that was a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of Ganesh, so Ganesh was all over the place in statue form. Good times all around. So I did that. I went to the beach. You do things that keep you positive, that, remember, that remind you that it's not all about the money, that it's about making yourself happy with what you do with, with your world, with what you do with your creations, with what you do with your career. So these are things to think about. Money's important, but finding your inner Zen is even more important. Well, that being said, this is yours truly, Geo Braun, and you've listened to another episode of Geo After Dark. Uh, if you like what you heard tonight, here in the dark, feel free to go ahead and look up my social medias. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, you name it, you'll see Geo Braun. Also, check out my website, brawngraphics.com, B-R-A-W-N-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.com. You uh, are going to see a lot of new stuff there. I've actually revamped it recently. You'll see a lot of new stuff that you'll be able to actually go through and see what's what. A lot of my creations, a lot of my commissions, a lot of my art, it's all there, brawngraphics.com. you also see Geo's Vixens, which is my salute to pinups. Uh, between that, commission work, comic book art, all the things I do, you're going to be happy. So enjoy. Um, that's pretty much going to do it for me tonight. If you get a chance, go to my Patreon page. Go to patreon.com. Become a patron of good indie art. You know, come come over there to see what I do. There are some um, areas of the my patron page where there, there's free art for everybody to look at. If you want to see more, donate to me. Um, you know. A dollar can mean a big difference, so I appreciate it. Uh, that being said, have a wonderful night, and uh, good night, America, wherever you are. Mr. Really, Geo? Really? Paid for and sponsored by your friends at the Illuminati. All celebrity voices were impersonated. No duh. Ta-da.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.